Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello, everybody. It's me, Alex. I'd like to welcome all of you guys back to the Between You and Me podcast. Today, I am feeling extremely exhausted. I just want to like put that out there. Um, I don't think it'll affect what I talk about because normally as the podcast episodes go on from my experience of literally only recording two so far, I get a lot of energy and excitement from talking in these podcasts. So hopefully it'll it'll reflect when we continue the episode. But I feel like I've been pushing myself a lot recently to just cram a lot of stuff in my schedule and it's kind of taken a little bit of a toll on my mental health, I won't lie. I feel like over like the past weekend and stuff, I've really needed to take a break and get off of social media and stop doing work, which honestly is kind of my own fault because I get to do work when I want to do it. And sometimes I choose the worst times, like on the weekend when I should be relaxing, when I could have gotten it done during the week, but I decided to play video games till three in the morning. So yeah, there's some personal things that have to be adjusted in my lifestyle to make sure that I have enough time to be doing what I care about and my own work and then also having time for myself. But with that being said, this is the last piece of work I have to do for the day and it's 7 p.m. But I did start working at like 12. So, I mean, I guess it's still kind of a long long work day. But anyways, not the point of this episode. But before I get into kind of what we're going to be talking about today, I do want to really thank you guys so much for all the positive feedback that I've gotten on the past two episodes. Um, This is actually the first episode that I'm recording where I have seen the feedback because the other two were uh, pre-recorded. I love seeing what you guys have to say about the podcast and hearing your feedback um, through my DMs or even in the comments of my recent video was so, so sweet. Like, literally so heartwarming. I can't even like express to you guys. I genuinely really, really enjoy making these podcast episodes and although it is work at the end of the day, it's like I'm very lucky for like the work that I do and like what I'm able to do with my day-to-day life. So I'm like extremely grateful for you guys tuning into this and like listening to this on a weekly basis. So yeah, um, in case you guys didn't know, I do go and read every single one of your DMs. So if you don't get a response necessarily, it doesn't mean I didn't see it. I definitely did see it because I can't respond to every single one of you guys through DMs. A lot of your guys' DMs are actually questions to me. So I thought I'd take this episode and um, respond to all of your guys' questions, anything that you may need advice on, on 
any topic, any subject, and I did post on my Instagram account for the podcast to ask you guys for these questions, so thank you guys so much for those of you who responded. Um, I'm going to keep them anonymous during this episode because I didn't really get any kind of signal or nobody really told me if they wanted to be anonymous or not, so just to be safe, I'm going to keep you guys anonymous because I wouldn't want your name to be out there if you don't want your question to be known by your own name. So, in the future, if you guys um, do want your name to be in it, then just state that in a DM or in one of those question Instagram story boxes because then I'll know and I can give you that acknowledgement that that's your question in the podcast. But I want to do these kind of advice episodes like pretty regularly, so make sure you go and follow that Instagram account so that you guys can keep up to date and be there to be asking questions. The Instagram account is at Between You and Me Podcast. Okay, so now that we've gotten that all out of the way let's hop right into these questions from you guys okay these questions really have no like order reason or rhyme i literally just wrote them down based on what i saw first so i'm just going to go through them randomly but the first one that i see here is how do you deal with jealousy any tips um i'm assuming that this is kind of in a relationship basis or, or it could be, uh, actually, I guess it could really be with anything. The person didn't specify. Um, but I'm going to think about jealousy in terms of, like, friendship, relationship. I think I'm not necessarily a very jealous person, but I definitely do appreciate being prioritized. So I think what can really bring out a jealous side of me is when I feel like I'm not being prioritized the way that I should be in a certain friendship, relationship, etc. So if it's not up to par to my own standards and my own expectations, but then that person is putting the effort with another individual, then I think I I think I would get jealous about that. And that doesn't mean it's like, let's say in a relationship, that doesn't mean like it's another female. It just means like, anybody okay maybe not family because of course that person's gonna put their family as at a higher priority but i mean like someone that could be relatively equal to me like a friend in terms of that i think the best way to handle jealousy is to first of all check yourself because sometimes jealousy can come from places of insecurity and it doesn't necessarily have to do with the situation itself or the person that is putting you in a jealous position but it can also very well have to do with that person so you need to kind of have this level of self-awareness and to understand and take a second to think about it because once you actually like think about your own situation and what's going on then you'll be able to know okay let me like make sure my head is leveled out let me make sure i'm seeing the situation clearly and not emotionally and then once you've done that you can figure out what to do next sometimes it's gonna have to be reevaluating yourself and figuring out okay why am i actually jealous like did this person even do anything necessarily to make me super jealous or does it have something to do with me being insecure about the relationship me being insecure of the safety of the relationship or on the other hand is this person really you know doing something that's outside of my boundaries and making me jealous like for example your boyfriend speaking to um let's say a stranger who's a girl and you're a girl okay so He's speaking to a girl that's your boyfriend. She's a stranger. They've been talking all night, okay? This is my example because I didn't get an example from this question. But let's say that's the situation. In that, I think we can all collectively agree that you 
kind of have a right to be jealous. So in that case, your next steps would be communication. There's not really much self-awareness or stuff that you have to figure out in your own head. It's pretty like blatantly clear that something's going on there and you have the right to be jealous. So then you would get to the communication part, which I feel like I talk about so much in my podcast because communication really is key, guys. I guess that's the best advice I can give because at the end of the day, the two options are that the person is clearly doing something that's making you jealous and you are rightfully jealous or it's coming from a place of insecurity but it's up to you to kind of figure that out or else it can cause like extreme conflicts in a relationship but make sure you like I said are going in with like a clear mental emotional mind so that you can see the situation from like a third person's perspective almost to try to figure out what you should do next. It's also sometimes beneficial to even talk to somebody who you trust their opinion and tell them that situation and see how they would react because they're definitely coming from an unbiased perspective and they can give you good advice on what you should do. All right, next question is how do you deal with the feeling of being in a certain place in your career and financially? Um, you know what? I am the type of person that, unfortunately, my brain doesn't think very long term. And that's definitely something that is, you know, something I need to work on. Because of that, I end up not really planning for my future very much. (laughs) And I've kind of been like that since like high school. I didn't know what university I was going to go to until I literally graduated and took like six months off school and then found out what I wanted to do. But realistically, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people feel like they need to follow like a standard of going to school, going to university, graduating, getting a job. And, you know, I think it's proven time and time again in this day and age that that is not necessarily the way you have to go in life and that there's so many other courses that you can take to still be successful. Instead of worrying and spending so much time thinking about the future and what I'm planning on doing, I do something every single day to get me to an overall goal. Like I know I want to be financially independent and I know I want to have a career that allows me to branch off and do different things in the in the space that I'm in right now. So I do something every single day to work towards that goal and I know that I'm going to get there because I have the work ethic for it and I have the passion and the drive for it. So I know that I'll eventually get to that spot where I'm going to be where I want to be, you know what I mean? So I I cut out that worry space and funny enough, I think that's the only portion of my life that I don't worry as much because like I said in my anxiety episode, I, I literally worry a lot but for some reason it doesn't have so much to do with my career or my finances because I'm lucky enough to be stable at where I am and it is because I've been doing this for so long, I think. I think that's why it isn't such a worry to me. If I was just starting off, like I had no experience in the field that I'm in, I think I definitely, definitely would be a lot more concerned. But because I've been in such a steady flow of doing this for such a long time, it feels like second nature almost. So when it comes to it, I know that I have what it takes, if that makes sense. And I try not to worry about it too much. I try not to compare myself to other people who are doing the same things as me. And I also try not to compare myself to people that I know that are the same age as me and who might be more successful than me or have more money than me or be out living on their own and moved away. But I'm just happy where I'm at right now. And I know that if I continue working and doing what I need to do to be successful every single day 
then I'm gonna get there, baby. It's that positive attitude. Okay, next question is, what things do you do to relax? This is actually a good question because it kind of relates to what I was talking about at the beginning, how I feel like I need to take more time for myself and focus on me a little bit more and not worry so much about social media. So I'm gonna tell you some of the things that I wanna do that I might not be necessarily doing at the moment, but they're definitely things that I would like to do. <laughs> actually, I'll tell you some of the things that I do and some of the things that I wanna do. So things that I do to relax that are great for me, spending time um, with my friends for sure is a number one thing to relax. Um, I feel like when I'm with my friends, I kind of like lose track of time and I'm just enjoying spending time with them and I like to like quality time is my love language. So I'm just with them and like no other thoughts in my head. You know what I mean? So that's definitely a number one thing. Um, also, I binge watch TV shows and that is probably like <laughs> right behind me hanging out with my friends. That is like right behind on the list of like my top things that I love to do. But it like, it's really specific what I need to do to get into that place where binge watching TV is relaxing rather than feels like it's wasting my day away. It has to be after a day of work, right? Like I've already gotten everything that I needed to do done. My room needs to be literally perfectly clean. I need to be fresh out the shower in my PJs. I need to have at least three different snack selections on my bedside table and then I'm ready to go. And then I can sit on my bed binge watch whatever show I'm watching at the moment and really truly enjoy and relax because I feel like sometimes if I'm just binge watching and it's the middle of the day and I know I have other things to do and I am basically wasting time where I could be productive those are the times when that's not relaxing at all it's actually just feels like I'm self-sabotaging myself by doing that so like I said it's very specific um Another thing that I used to do a lot is take bubble baths, which I haven't done in a long time, and it might be because I started to get super grossed out, because all I hear nowadays is that people think baths are gross, but everyone can shut the hell up because I think baths are really freaking relaxing. But of course, you need to body shower before, and of course, you need to clean your bathtub, which is probably why I haven't taken a bubble bath in a while, because it's a lot of maintenance and I'd rather just shower. The last thing that I feel like is really relaxing for me, which might be strange to some of you guys, but at the end of a long day, I love nothing more than to sit at my computer and play video games. And that can range between a little bit of Sims, a little bit of Fortnite with my friends, or a little bit of Minecraft, my top three picks. And I love nothing more than that because one, I get to completely zone out. Like I said, like reality doesn't exist anymore. I am in a virtual game. And two, when I play games like Fortnite, I get to talk to my friends at the same time. So it's like a double homicide. <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a win-win situation. Next, we're moving on to a different subject. This is advice on getting over a toxic ex when they moved on so fast. Oof, that is that's rough. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Um my experience in the toxic ex uh, world is not large. I don't have one. So I don't really know. Okay, let me think. Let me think. Okay, obviously I'm going to state the very, very obvious things that you should do, which is to block them on all forms of social media. And I know it can be really difficult to do that, but I think you simply stating that they're a toxic person just goes to show that you should do everything in your power to keep them out of your life. 
And I understand that when you're in a relationship with someone and you're no longer with them anymore, like that feeling of like pain and everything that you go through kind of makes you still idolize them in a way. I don't know if that makes sense, but like even if somebody is toxic in your life, like when they're gone, you almost start to see the good parts of them before you can like really settle down and see how awful and toxic that they were. So I'd say, of course, like I said, just remove them on all forms of social media, delete their number, block it for sure, because you never know. If you're saying they're toxic, they might just come back and try to fuck with you. So definitely, definitely remove them from all sources of them being able to contact you again. Number two is to just accept all the emotions that are going to come with this relationship ending because there's going to be a time period where you're just not going to feel normal, you know what I mean? And like, you're not going to feel like yourself, you're going to have a lot of emotions that are coming up and you know, I heard this time and time again, you have to accept all those feelings. You need to sit with them and then allow them to move through and out of you before you're going to be able to feel like you can start a new chapter of your life. So, although you might see your ex moving on, bro, trust me, like, they're they're not doing it the healthy way. Everything is going to catch up with them, and you don't want to wish any bad on them necessarily, but just know that they're not going to be happy any quicker than you are. And on top of that, just make sure that you're giving yourself what you need and you're listening to yourself. Like, if you just want to sit in bed all day and cry and you know, read a book or watch a movie or eat snacks or just like literally rot, then do that, <laughs> okay? Just just don't stay in that situation for too, too long and try and always do little things when you're feeling that, you know, because emotions come in waves. When you're feeling those like little waves of the emotion not being so high, then go and do something that you need to do like brush your teeth, take a shower, organize your room, and then when those emotions hit again, then just, you know, sit with them and relax in them, let them go through you. And then of course, once you get to like a place where you feel more like yourself again and you're ready to go out there and meet new people, and you know explore further options i think a big thing that you need to kind of go through yourself is the ways that that toxic relationship could have affected you and kind of changed the way that you you look at relationships now because unfortunately a lot of the times people get into really really toxic relationships like the one that you're speaking about so i think that in those situations you have to be really cautious of how it could affect your further relationships with people and a lot of the times these kinds of situations can be huge learning experiences like huge huge learning experiences of what you no longer would like in any sort of relationship and then also learning experiences of what you're able to tolerate so it's like you learn more about yourself and then you learn more about what you want in another partner i think overall it's just like you come out of that experience like growing so much as a person that it'll give you so much more happiness and knowing that you left behind somebody that didn't deserve you and was treating you terribly is like just 10 times that feeling like you're gonna leave out of this sadness and you know depression almost and feel like a new person so I want you to look forward to that because once you go through all the hard work of you know deconstructing everything that that relationship did to you and focusing more on yourself than you ever have before you're going to be extremely extremely happy and you won't even feel like you even want to think about your ex anymore you're going to take like those rose-colored glasses off and see him for who he is or her for who she is 
and just be 10 times more thankful that you're outside of that toxic relationship now okay next question i'm running through these questions with like no preparation like i read them once before so these are really coming off the dome normally i kind of like mentally process what i'm going to be talking about in these episodes so i really hope this is making sense to you guys and i really hope you're getting something useful out of this all right the next question is do you regret anything in your life now this is actually one of the questions that i did think about so (laughs) um i want to say no but of course i do have regrets but I think about regrets in a very different way. Of course, I have regrets of like things that have happened in my life, but I genuinely don't necessarily actually wish they didn't happen. Like in the moment, like you wish things were different. Like when I look back at a certain situation, which I'm going to explain, like I feel like I do regret being the way that I was. But then I also look at myself now and I'm like, I wouldn't be who I am now if I didn't do these things or these things didn't happen to me so realistically do I believe in regret I don't know but if I did believe in it (laughs) then I think my biggest regret I mean it's the first thing that comes to mind would probably ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Be the way that I handled my anxiety within, like, the first couple years. If you haven't heard the first episode, this might not make that much sense to you, but the way that I was describing to you guys, like, how I let my anxiety control me, I almost feel like I missed out on life. Like, genuinely, I feel like I missed out on my friendships during that time. I missed out on my relationship during that time. I missed out on spending time out in the world just because I was so scared, and it took Like, I lived, like, a good year or two inside of my head. So, it's, like, crazy to think about it now, the way that I live versus the way that I lived at that time. And that's my only regret because I feel like I missed out on, like, so many life experiences and things that I was just, like, constantly anxious throughout that I didn't really get to enjoy. Like, there were so many events that took place, like, little trips or things that I got to do with people that I was anxious the whole entire time that I didn't get to like fully mentally, physically, and emotionally be in that moment. So I think that's like one of my regrets is that I kind of let that anxiety take over me during that portion of my life that I didn't really live it. But then again, like I said, I wouldn't be where I am if those things didn't happen. So I'm a strong believer of you know, everything that's meant to be will be and that you don't miss out on anything that is for you. So, you know, that question kind of contradicts my own answer, but I hope that it still made sense. All right, next question is how to feel confident and happy with yourself. I genuinely would not consider myself an extremely confident and happy person. Like, I'm definitely introverted. I can be extroverted. I think in front of the camera, people definitely probably think I'm extroverted, but like, maybe I'm like half-half. I don't really know how it works. But, like, 
I would consider myself a relatively introverted person, which means a lot of the time I'm not the most confident version of myself. And I think my confidence like ebbs and flows sometimes, which might be weird, but it's like certain days for sure I feel confident and I feel great. And then other days I feel like gum stuck to the bottom of someone's shoe. So it really comes and goes. But if I were to like measure my confidence on a average day like overall let's say in a year like how much my confidence is I would say it's relatively high and I think it's because of what I do genuinely I think it's because I've spent so much time in quote-unquote public eye kind of that I feel like I've built up this level of confidence to be kind of unbothered to a certain extent by the words and the thoughts of other people, which is kind of a blessing, to be honest, because I don't know if I would have that trait if I didn't start YouTube when I was 12 years old and had every middle schooler and high schooler's eyes on me, like, giggling behind my back and thinking I was a weirdo for being on YouTube, and, like, I don't, I don't think I would be the way that I am without that. I also think I, I find confidence from me knowing how different I am to other people, which, you know, funny enough, everybody can have that aspect of confidence because every single one of us are completely unique and completely, you know, unlike anybody else. So I think that's the most beautiful thing in the world, to be honest. I'm like so proud of how different and sometimes strange and sometimes weird and sometimes fun and exciting and, you know, scary even intimidating (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just like proud of the person that i am and like i think definitely when you've had very low moments in your life and you've built your way out of those low moments you gain a lot of confidence in yourself like you're able to see like damn like i went through that shitty shitty time and i was able to get myself out of that shitty shitty time so how do you not have confidence in yourself if you're able to do that you're sure able to do many, many other things. So those areas give me confidence and definitely give me happiness. Like the same way that I'm saying I get all these elements of confidence from also, you know, exudes into happiness as well. Because I think those come like hand in hand. And of course, I'm talking very positively about myself. Like I said, I have down moments. I have moments where I've lost all confidence in myself. Like during the time that I was struggling with my mental health the most, I was the least confident version of myself and definitely is a place that I don't want to be at again. So I think that's why I work so hard towards being, you know, the happier, more confident version of myself. But it's a freaking journey. I'm not happy all the time, guys. I really don't want to give you guys that impression that I am. I'm definitely like an even split and I think that's pretty normal so I wouldn't worry too hard if you're not happy all the time and confident all the time. All right, this one was a really interesting one and I had to talk about it. Um, How to be okay with white lies from my boyfriend and his girl best friend, also his ex. (laughs) I literally read that and my eyes just widened. I was like, first of all, okay, the beginning part is like, uh, like, okay. And then the second part, girl best friend is also his ex. I actually like vomited in my mouth a little bit. To whoever wrote me this question, I cannot stress this enough. If your boyfriend is 
even friends, even acquaintances with his serious long-term ex, okay, this is a red flag. This means your boyfriend is not over their ex, okay? Like, that's it, plain and simple, girly, because that, like, literally stressed me out, made me start sweating. I don't think anybody in their right mind would be best friends with their ex if they were completely over that person. Like, I know a lot of people that don't even want to be around the person that they broke have broken up with in the past. And I said before, like, serious long-term because let's say they were, like, exes in, like, kindergarten, that's a little different. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes, you know, when you're a kid, like, you date for a little bit and then you're like, oh my god, wait, that's kind of weird. Let's just be friends. And then that's why they are still, like, maintaining friendship. But I'm talking about, like, innocent relationship, like, elementary school. Once you get to the point where you start getting physical with each other, if that is still your ex at that age, then absolutely not. I'm talking about innocent ones here. But as I was saying, like, if that is your situation, like, ignore the white lies. Like, that's actually nothing compared to the fact that he's literally friends with his ex. And you're saying best friends? So, you're telling me they hang out one-on-one and they used to date? Ugh. Honestly, I really, really could not be any more straightforward. And I don't, I hate to be a bitch, but he is probably, probably cheating on you. And if he's not, then he's a freaking psychopath because I don't know who is going to want to do that. I really hate being rude about it, but like genuinely get out of that relationship and find somebody who's not still friends with their ex because trust me, your life will be a lot easier. And on top of that, if he's lying to you and let's say they're quote unquote white lies, it just gives even more reason not to trust the guy. Like (laughs) he's a psychopath. I'm telling you, please, please leave. All right, next question is how to know when someone is the one. I think if you asked me this a year ago, I would have a very different answer. I think I probably would have just told you guys that it's based on feelings and it's based on love, but now I feel like looking at it, it's definitely way more than that. And that's just because I was a little bit naive back then. I won't lie. I'll own up to it. But Of course, a huge aspect of, you know, a relationship with someone and finding quote-unquote the one, which essentially means the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, of course has to do with having that element of love with them and being just like completely like just adoring them 100% like everything about them. But that's really only one aspect, you know what I mean? Like you can love someone so much in your whole entire heart, like everything about them, But if they don't have the ability to handle, like, core essential parts of a relationship, you can consider them the one, but that relationship's not going to last. You know what I mean? Like, they need to have the ability to maintain a long-term relationship. They need to have the ability to put their ego aside when it comes down to arguments, to wholeheartedly want to understand you and figure out any any turbulence, any issues that comes into play, they need to match you and your mindset and your core beliefs 110%. Like, let's say you're a very religious person and they're not, and you need somebody to be religious, then of course, they need to match those, like, core pillars of what you believe should be in a relationship. So, there's a lot that has to do with it. And why I said my answer would be different is because I don't think I thought about all these things. Like, 
a while ago when I was like kind of new to love (laughs) but like now that I've experienced it and I know firsthand like there's so much that comes into it so when you're thinking about the one you just have to think about what you require from a partner and sometimes that comes from experience and having relationships end and figuring out that certain like perspective And sometimes it just comes from spending time by yourself and just genuinely getting to know yourself and what you need from a person. So when it comes down to that, everybody's the one is going to be different, right? Everybody's going to require different things from their partner. And then on top of it all, the love aspect, which that, you know, has to come from natural chemistry with a person and a natural connection. So there's actually a lot that goes into it. It's not as easy as it might look. I guess you could say. All right, the last one was a question that somebody DM'd to me, so it's a little bit more in-depth, and I'll just read it out now. I would love to know more about how your anxiety was when you came to Canada. Leaving everything and everyone and starting fresh. New home, new friends, leaving your best friend. I always live with the thought of starting fresh, switching homes, and going to another town, but would love to know more about your experience. Very good question. Thank you so much for sending that to me. But it was super interesting when I was reading this because I was really reflecting on, you know, what my mindset was at that time in my life and everything that I thought about. And it's funny because I don't necessarily really remember it super, super clearly, but I will describe to you guys like how it felt and what I went through during that time of my life. Basically, this was the second really big move that I had done. My initial big move was from the US to Switzerland, and that one was definitely a lot more uh, like sh- culturally shocking to me and like very different. And I was a lot younger. And this move that you're talking about moving to Canada was when I moved from Switzerland to Canada. So coming to Canada, I didn't have culture shock anymore because I was born here and I had already grown up on this like north american side of the world so i kind of knew like everything that had to do in that aspect of it but of course um there was a lot that came with moving i was 14 years old at the time so i felt like i built a really big foundation um of my life in switzerland and in the city that i lived in with my friends that like i feel like during that age of like high school like you really find out who you are in a developing age, if that makes sense. So leaving during that time was really difficult for me because it, I felt very lost. And I remember when I found out I had to move, it was a very, very quick move. So I didn't have a lot of time to mentally process leaving all these people. And I also felt like during that time, I was in the ninth grade. So I just started high school and I got into such a routine of being with the people that I was with. And I genuinely felt like I was really creating like a strong emotional attachment to my friends at that time like I would spend all of my time with my friends it was crazy like I think my parents barely saw me during that time of my life I was always with Margot we were genuinely having the time of our lives like if you were to ask Margot during the beginning of grade nine was when we like peaked (laughs) not in life but just like in high school maybe or like during that time we definitely peaked because we were so excited that we were going out and like hanging out with friends and had plans all the time and like we were starting to talk to boys and it was like it was fun you know what I mean like it was a really good fun time of our lives and then when I found out that I was moving I was crushed like my heart 
was broken because I'm like I'm finally really starting to love my life get into a routine I had become a cheerleader I think a couple years prior to that and like we were getting into like competition season and I was so excited like I genuinely was just heartbroken so first of all leaving everything and everyone was 110% the hardest part I consider myself to be the type of person that's extremely nostalgic like I live in the past sometimes because I I hold on to those really really amazing memories like really hard so knowing that I had to leave was so awful because when I came here all I could think about was my life that I had there and all of my friends that I had there and nothing really compared to it do you know what I mean like it took a long time for me to get my feet in the ground here but it was also because it wasn't my choice like I didn't voluntarily want to move of course I was a kid at the time so I was moving because of my parents and their jobs required us to move here So I feel like I also had this mindset where I didn't even want to set my roots down in this new place because I didn't even want to believe that I would ever enjoy it here. I knew that my life was going to be better back home and like I was really like mentally blocked from the idea of like actually ending up liking living here, which funny enough is exactly how I felt when I moved from the US to Switzerland and I ended up loving Switzerland and I do actually love living in Canada now but I mean I've been here for eight years now so it's like obviously I do but I feel like if it's something that you're you know making the conscious decision to leave and it feels right for you of course there's going to be a level of uncomfortableness maybe even anxiety and stress because you're leaving like so many things that you are so used to but the only constant that we have in our lives is change Like, we know that eventually everything's going to change. We're going to change. Our environment's going to change. The people around us is going to change. So, sometimes there's an element of, like, safety in controlling change, if that makes sense. Like, you get to decide your change. So, why not do it? And at the end of the day, if you hate it, you have the ability to move back home. If you're choosing to leave, you have the ability to come back. But I say give it your best shot. And if you're really passionately wanting to leave and to start a new life, then do it. Man, we're young. Just do it. Have that experience in your, you know, bucket of experiences that you can tell your grandkids one day when you get old. I'd love to do that. I'm just not (laughs) there yet financially, but and I'm scared. Like, I'm giving you this advice, but I don't even know if I do it. Okay, guys, those were all the questions that I had. Um... (laughs) I don't know how I feel. I feel like I talked so much about random stuff that maybe didn't even make sense at all. So I hope that you guys got something from this. And thank you guys to everybody who actually sent me those questions in who got the chance to do that. So I really appreciate it. And of course, don't forget to go to those Instagrams, like I said, at Between You and Me Podcast and at underscore hey, it's Alex underscore XO. I really appreciate you guys. Genuinely thank you for being here. It's allowing me to do something that I really love doing and um, I'm hoping to continue to create good future podcasts for you guys. All right. I love you all. Bye. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 